For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. <laughs> Damn it, first three. Bang, oh! Somebody tell him he's a rookie. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast here in the Believe Podcast Network. Jesse Cass and Alex Acker back with you here for another episode. And, and Alex, uh, I know you're still joining us over from Italy. So how are things going uh, over in Europe and Italy for you? How's everything going? Everything's going really good right now. Um, uh, as far as, you know, the situation with the coronavirus, um, just a, a bare minimum right now. So everybody's outside enjoying themselves. Uh, definitely with the mask on, taking protocol serious still. Um, but I think eventually they're going to actually have l- less people with the mask going. So I'm hyped about that and the situation, the outcome, and how serious they're taking it. And uh, back in the gym, man, more, more than anything. So I feel really good uh, to be in the gym and playing and hooping. No, that's awesome. And we know that, I mean, that goes hand in hand with kind of what we're, of course, what everyone out there is interested with us, with the Clippers podcast. We know the NBA is trying to ramp up to get this restart going and, Teams have already been traveling the past two days to get to Orlando. We know the Clippers were one of those teams. They just arrived in Orlando yesterday. So uh, this thing is going ahead full steam. It'll be it'll be really interesting to see how this works. I know we talked about it a lot last week, but it's, it's definitely getting real now. It's getting real, yeah. And the NBA is actually taking another step forward, add, adding the immediate teams that were not invited over to Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I think that I think that's still in the works right now, but that's definitely seems to be the plan. Where you got the, like you said, the eight teams that are not coming to Orlando to still essentially get their work in, you know, get themselves okay. prepared so they're not off for you know a full year and a half before the next season starts. That's pretty dope. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, but, yeah. but with all of this said, we talked about all the concerns last week, and we know that those are going to be prevalent no matter what. Uh, of course. Multiple teams have had players test positive and either have to quarantine and sit out for a while or are just opting out altogether. Uh, we know the Clippers, Art Doc Rivers said, we had some questions about, you know, if Lou Williams was 100% in, all the players on the Clippers are in or will be with the team. Uh, Ka- Kawhi Leonard did not travel yet because he had a family matter-, matter to attend to, but he will join the team in a day or two as they just traveled and. We know Landry Shamit shouldn't be too far behind, but he tested positive for the coronavirus and will have to, to essentially go through the quarantine process for, for two weeks before he can join. So, you know, that's the, the new reality that we have to deal with. And as we said last time on our last episode, can only hope that, one, all the players stay healthy, and then, two, for the product of basketball, that, you know, key guys don't go down during this, uh, this bubble experience. For sure, yeah. Take it to a minimum. I think uh, the Clippers is prominent, just like a lot of these teams. But um, for the most part, they got their nucleus, you know, the, the elite starting five that they, they're banking on, getting them to uh, the championship. 
uh, round. So that's pretty awesome right now. It's a it's a positive win win situation for for basketball in LA with the Clippers. Yeah, and we know they're one of their main competitors for the title this season. Before the mm-hmm. pandemic, after there's of course the crosstown team, the Lakers, and you know the NBA knows that they scheduled the very first game or the first night of basketball in a doubleheader. Clippers Lakers will be one of those first games. And there's obviously news. Anytime there's news about the Lakers, it concerns the Clippers because those two are so heated in, the, in their competition. Yeah, neck and neck. So for the Lakers, they did have one of the few opt-outs uh, in Avery Bradley, which we touched on last time as well, uh, which led them to bringing in J.R. Smith into the fold. So one, what do you think about Avery Bradley not playing and kind of the impact that has on the Lakers? And then two, J.R. Smith coming in basically in his place how do you see that playing out for them? Well, I think the, the the fact of the matter is everybody has an opinion, you know, at this point. And um, the NBA is not pressing anybody. They know the situation and what's going on. And, and it's, it's touched a lot of people in certain directions and, and to the heart. You know, Avery Bradley is one of those gentlemen that really is going to stand firm on his decision. And uh, you, you just got to respect it for the most part. You know, he's, he's thinking ahead of basketball and what's the matter that's going on right now. So I, I respect his, his decision more than anything. And um, it was a great pickup for JR. You know, I think the, they're not they're not missing too much anything. Um, just hopefully JR locks in, you know, <laughs> uh, throughout, the, <laughs> throughout the course of the games. But uh, he's been a hell of a player, man, throughout his career, even at just seasoned veteran that he is now. Um, a prolific scorer from the from the perimeter, um, just a dead dead pool shooter, you know. So they need that the expansion of spreading the court out for LeBron to facilitate, and um, it's going to be hard for people to um, get attached to to LeBron and trying to you know triple team, double team, and do all the things they need to when they got shooters around the perimeter that's knocking down shots. And Jr. is a key piece of that that situation for sure. Well, that'll be really interesting with JR because I think you obviously, with two different players, you gain certain things and you lose certain things. Avery Bradley, True. known more for defensive what he does specialist. yeah, on the defensive yes. end of the floor. Uh, but JR, as you said, when he locks in, he can be very effective on that end of the floor as well. And, you know, Bradley can be a capable offensive player. He had one of his best offensive games of the year against the Clippers where he hit six threes. But again, like you said, JR Smith, he's someone who can. In one game, he can go scoreless and not really show up. In another, he's a guy sure. who can score 40. You know, he he's such a prolific offensive player that it really it provides kind of a wild card thing for the Lakers and adding someone who has, you know, so much potential from game to game. I, I You're right, for sure. And I think what, what you're saying is is more clear than anything that, you know, it's, it's hard. Some people think it's easy to play with LeBron James. I stay in the corner, but no, because it takes away the some of your game. Yeah. And at, at sometimes it, he needs you to do certain things that you're not, you know, comfortable with doing. You know, I mean, standing in the corner and just waiting for shots. Jr. knows LeBron's game. You know what I mean? He knows when to cut back door. He knows when to stay. You know, so that's those things are are, are really good. That chemistry, especially going into this situation right now you got to have a lot of chemistry moving forward and that's a key piece where they thought that um you know probably LeBron sat down with the the Lakers organization and told what what he needs you know what I mean and 
I think that's the most important thing that's needed is the chemistry, and, and JR brings that for LeBron, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. And I think that, you know, there's so many guys that are seasoned NBA players that, for whatever reason, haven't really been in the league this year, JR being one of them. And, you know, we were talking before we started recording Jamal Crawford and, and Michael Beasley. They just signed with Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But I think, like you said, LeBron probably advocated for JR just for the simple fact that. They played so many years together. They've won together, uh, and that yeah. familiarity will be there for them when you know this new or the season continuation uh, gets underway. For sure, yeah, yeah, it's a huge part right there. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course we know that this is the Clippers podcast. The Lakers uh, obviously are a direct competition, <laughs> but a nemesis. Yes. Yeah, before before you gotta, the you got to do the scout report though. You got to know who your enemy is though. That's the one thing that I understand about basketball is know who you're up against. You don't take them lightly. And the reason why they're making these key pieces of, of bringing somebody of that caliber, you know, so it's a problem. You can't take it lightly and think that, you know, J.R. Smith, he's a big body. He's a big guard. So, yeah. you know, he's not a 100% uh, Bradley that's, you know, on 2K, 100% defensive specialist. But at the same time, he, he's it's hard to go around. He's a big guard, you know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, he's gonna he's gonna add value for sure. I mean, I think this is gonna test what the Clippers believe they were built for, right? You know, they have a team mm-hmm. essentially when they constructed this team, big, long, rangy wings and defenders, and of course Kawhi Leonard and Paul George being the the best example of that. But you know, switchable guys, Marcus Morris, just big physical players. So I think the Clippers feel like they're probably built to withstand any of that. But it's gonna test them, as you said, adding another bigger, stronger guard on the other end. For sure, yeah, for sure, yeah, it's true. And we mentioned yeah. that the Clippers are, you know, outside of right now, Shamit not being in the fold, do have their full team going to Orlando. Uh, we've talked about kind of their season, their continuity, what they have going, and we mentioned the schedule's been released as well. Uh, you know, all the teams, of course, in the bubble are playoff contending teams, so you're not going to play any of the real, you know, bottom eight that we talked about before. But in yeah. In light of looking at that, the Clippers' schedule down the stretch is pretty favorable. Of course, they're going to be favored against most teams, but they have a lot of these games are against the teams that are, you know, at the bottom or fighting into the playoffs rather than kind of the top, top teams outside of that game against the Lakers and one against the Nuggets. They've got New Orleans, Phoenix, Dallas, Portland, Brooklyn, uh, Denver, and Oklahoma City. So looking at that schedule, you know, you of course have to play the games and there's been this long layoff, but... Seems like that's a pretty favorable kind of tune-up schedule going into the playoffs for for the Clippers. For the Clippers, yeah. The, despite despite the, uh, the the Phoenix Suns and, and Denver and OKC, you know what I mean? They they, they got a, they got an, oh and Brooklyn as well. I see. Denver has been you know up and down for sure, um, but the the chemistry that the Clippers will have, I think they will definitely come on top off of this off of the schedule for sure. You know, I think the the outcome of everything is the Los Angeles Clippers is the first game and seeing where they're at because you're going to meet these guys again, you know what I mean, in the playoffs. So this will determine everything. This will give everybody the confidence and where they're at, measurement, um, and what they need to work on and stuff like that. So, yeah. And, I, and mention nobody's all... stopping the Lakers <laughs> um, from, this, from this group of, of uh, the schedule they have, you know. So this will be the first game where they can measure – themselves right then and there yep yeah and we mentioned 
right now the Clippers are the two seed. They're five and a half behind the Lakers. With only eight to play, it would be pretty tough to catch them. But they do have that head-to-head matchup. If they would win that game, they'd have the tiebreaker, winning three or four. So do you think the one seed is a possibility, or are they kind of locked into that two seed uh, in the final eight games of the regular season? I really don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. It's hard. It's like that's like a Russian roulette. You going blindfold. It, it'd be easy to say yes, um, but you just never know. When that ball tips up, you'll see the measurement where everybody's at. You know. So if you had to decide, that's really. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just what think, do you think about it though. I think that the Clippers, like I said, I think they'll do very well in the final eight games of this regular season tune-up, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I also think the Lakers, even though their schedule's a bit tougher, I think they'd have to, you know, with that five-and-a-half game lead, really struggle, you know, go two-and-six, one-and-seven, which I don't think is going to happen. So I think that they'll probably hang on to the one seed. I do think the Clippers, they're one-and-a-half ahead of the three spot. I think they'll keep that distance between themselves and all the competitors behind them, you know, Denver and Utah and Houston, everyone chasing for the the two seeds. So I think, I think the two seed is probably well where they will end up, and then we'll see, you know, who at the bottom will be their opponent. We talked a couple weeks ago saying that it it could most likely be Dallas, but that could also change with the standings having been so tight during the regular season. True, true, true. Regardless, I think one and two seed. You playing in L.A. Regardless, though. <laughs> Well, you're playing, yeah, you're playing without fans now either way. So. You're playing without fans too, yeah. That's so it's kind of like uh, you got, nobody has home court advantage. <laughs> so it's going to be an even playing field for sure, you know, one or two seed, I think. Yeah, and we, yeah. Know, we know we mentioned the Lakers, of course, added JR. Uh, the Clippers, they technically added him before – the the coronavirus stoppage happened but mm-hmm. they made it official you know it was originally a 10-day and now they've signed up for the rest of the season but Joakim Noah has joined the team for the Clippers uh, of course you know, has plenty of accomplishments in his career much older player now has gone through injuries um, yes what do you think he provides to the team or if he provides anything we know they already have a ton of depth but just that signing for this team and what it means for them Man, well, anybody of that caliber, you got to know he's coming with a lot of experience, uh, first and foremost, you know. Um, it, 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 it shows, you know, from from him lasting this long, um, actually shooting the ball the way he does, no disrespect. <laughs> but uh, he's doing something right, you know, and something that they need, um, a big body presence that you, um, you have on your bench, and he'll be ready to play if need be. I really don't think he'll have too much playing uh, time. But for the most part, he's going to bring a great locker room experience. He's going to hold everybody accountable. And um, he's going he's gonna to make sure he's working hard and have everybody, you know, come along with him um, with that same energy and excitement, you know, getting back into shape and to rhythm and stuff like that. So um, I think it's a great pickup. You can't lose nothing right now with that situation at all. Um, I kind of actually would love to have seen Amir Johnson, you know, in that situation. Yeah. Um, who I think that could be a great pickup that could probably actually play and be um, five or ten minutes, you know, into that situation. Yeah. But um, uh, Joaquin Noah is 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 a is a, a veteran, a seasoned veteran for sure. So uh, it's very well respected. Yeah, and 
You mentioned I don't think he'll play a lot either. We know that the you know the rotation is pretty much established for this Clippers team. You know, Avica Zubats has been really good as a good young center for them, and of course, Montrezl Harrell. Uh, but I think just like you said, the kind of insurance policy of having another big man who's kind of been through battles and knows, you know, especially playoff type basketball and, and playoff defenses and schemes. I think that's really true where he can help, especially a guy like Zubats, who's very good, but also still just a 22 year old center. Just kind of having that mentor and guider for him will, will probably be helpful. Mm-hmm. True, true. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah and, yeah, and and going back to you know everything ties back to the matchup with the Lakers, right? You have another guy who is not afraid to antagonize LeBron. They have their history together, so maybe another oh, just, man. Yes. Just trash talker in the mix with You're a right team that's already that. I very don't vocal. It. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot about that. They got a little vendetta going on against each other, so that's pretty dope to see that. You know, uh, maybe he would step on the court when that situation happens. You know. Um, so uh, he's definitely going to bring that high intense energy. Um, so I I think you need it, especially without fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you need some energy on the bench. I was going to say, you, uh, you got Beverly and Noah now. I'm sure there's the energy will be there no matter what <laughs> with those guys. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> right. I don't care if nobody's watching. That's what it be there for sure. Yeah. I know. They, they might need a uh, – a 30 second tape delay for I mean I, I would we, I think everyone would love to hear what these guys say to each other on the court uh, but uh, I don't know if you had network TV would uh, be able to keep that without a lot of censoring going on exactly yeah. they're gonna have to put a fake crowd noise in there or something you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's gonna be a lot of cussing yeah. Oh, man. I was going to say, that's actually a, a good segue because you obviously, you played in the league, so you know a little yeah. bit about that, and you've played in some incredibly competitive and you know professional games for, for your whole career. Oh, so uh, yeah. what, what is it like on the court? when what are... Man, I, I play with somebody that's in the top five, and, and I'm not even going to gas it. It was, it was Rasheed Wallace. You yeah. can hear him <laughs> outside the parking lot. You know what I mean? And... It was just it was just unheard of of how much stuff he was talking, and it had nothing to do with basketball. He would be <laughs> off. He would just be talking, but as a, as a player, you understand like that takes away your confidence when you just hear somebody constantly talking. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't want to play against that stuff. You, you lose focus. He's just saying stuff, but he knows exactly what he's doing where he needs to be at. So I put Pat Beverly in that situation as well. He is a gnat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he is talking, he's, he's vocal, and um, he, he knows his role. So he brings that energy, too. Joaquin Noah does the same thing. You know what I mean? He does not shut up for nobody. And uh, Pat Beverly does the same thing. But Rasheed Wallace, man, he is, he is a character. I have so many stories for him. He's a character. <laughs> yeah, of course, he, yeah, I he, think he originated the ball don't lie, which is you know synonymous in NBA basketball now. Yeah. The referees and going in on them, you know, left and right. So uh, you would love to play for play with him. You know what I mean? If you had to pick five, you're definitely picking him because you don't want to play against a person like that. You know what I mean? Every single day. Yeah. When so. you when you're a player on the other side of that, we know that obviously each person, each player is built differently. But uh, yeah. who were you know were there certain guys that could tune that out and just not even have it bother them, or did you see Man, you a, other guys? 
Kevin Garnett was another one like that. Yeah. You know, uh, Gary Payton that I played against was another person like that. And it was just like, dude, shut the hell up. Like, <laughs> damn, you take, you're take you taking the ball out. How are you talking? You take Like, it was crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then um, locker rooms, it was, it was just – and then once you got to know these guys, they – it was just the love just pouring out of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody plays the game a different way. Some people play it, you know, as mutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I played the game where I let the game do, you know, my talking. Mm-hmm. I've always been like that. And and to have that person on your team that's actually talking, when I make a three-pointer, he's talking <laughs> crap for me. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty dope, you know? Yeah, Rook, I hear him now to this day. That's how you do it, Rook. Keep busting <laughs> ASS, you know what I mean? So yeah. he, yep. it was it was it was it was great, man. It was never a dull moment in practice in the games. I looked forward to, you know, going to battle with that guy for sure. Yeah. Know? And I think that's probably it's a perfect kind of microcosm of the Clippers, like you said. Kawhi is probably the ultimate let your game do your talking guy who's not a big talker yeah, yeah. and then you got like you yes. said the guys that'll That'll kind of gas him up and, and be the talkers on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a mute. He would dunk on all five of you guys and run down court and play defense <laughs> like it's nothing. Like, yeah. You're not going to say anything. It was an <laughs> and one. <laughs> we're, looking at it, we're looking at it at the jumbotron. You're, looking, you're not going to say nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole other level of focus, right? Yeah, it's a whole other level of focus. The Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Now that, that's funny, though, you brought up Gary Payton. He's, of course, a legendary trash talker, one of the best. And I actually had a chance to, to work with Gary on a, on a little satellite radio show, you know, years back, early after I got out of college. And, you know, I asked him because he, you know, I think for a lot of people is the best trash talker ever, who he yeah. thought, or at least in his experience, guys that he went against or, or heard about. Uh, and he was, you know, he gave a long list of guys. Of course, Michael Jordan was up there, but... You know, he mentioned Larry Bird, which was a surprising one to me that that he told a story where Larry Bird basically got the ball, told his defender what he was going to do. He's like, I'm going to back you down into the corner, turn over my left shoulder, hit this fadeaway in your eye, and then and then did it. So it's just like when, you, when you're that level of player and you can so back it up. Yeah. <laughs> It's really disrespectful for a guy with his athleticism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to not to take away from nothing like that. But he was he was always telling people. Now they have YouTube where you can actually see the trash talking going on. Yeah. You know, and um, I never knew. You know, he would be able to talk that much trash to myself. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty dope when I heard that. And I was like, Bird didn't talk, but he was like, everybody was like, they hated Bird. That yeah. So it was pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty dope. He had one thing where he said uh, he felt it was disrespectful to have uh, a Caucasian person guarding him. He yeah, was like, yeah. I was too. like, what the hell? <laughs> Just a, a whole nother level. Yeah, he, he felt disrespected. They, <laughs> they put a white player on him. That was crazy. <laughs> so, Bird, uh, man. It's, it's it's all the more reason that yeah we need to hear this trash talk during these broadcasts right with no crowd this is just take it up another level definitely turn your turn your turn your tv on 100 right now <laughs> you know yeah you're gonna hear squeaky shoes all day long and stuff so no that yeah. i think i think it's gonna be the product of it uh you know i think is gonna be great obviously there's all the the concerns about keeping everyone healthy which we've touched on and we'll continue to monitor as you know, as play gets underway and everything, but just seeing, 
uh, you know, the basketball tournament, which is going, which is going on on ESPN right now. You know, I think the way they've done that and the production value and, you know, they, the way they have the gym set up, I think is going to be similar to what the NBA has. And, you know, it looks like good quality basketball. It's fun to watch. So I think that the NBA, you know, whatever concerns there were about how this is going to look on TV, I think, uh, you know, that has been quelled a little bit, just seeing how, how well done the basketball tournament is and just how fun that looks to watch. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yep. I think uh, the basketball tournament, I haven't seen it yet, um, but I'm definitely take part of, of, of looking into it because I got a few guys that's involved in it and um, that I played with and against and stuff like that. And they're, uh, they seem to be having a good time with it, you know, um, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Yeah, no question. And, uh, you know, one thing that we do want to keep in the forefront as well as the NBA continues to mo- move forward, you know, we've talked about it multiple times on this show, but, you know, keeping racial and social social justice kind of at the forefront of everything just to make sure that that ke- keeps its momentum and keeps getting pushed forward. Um, so a couple of notes on that from the NBA. We know that uh, they're going to have, you know, the, the words Black Lives Matter painted on multiple, co- multiple parts of all the courts in Orlando. And um, they're also allowing NBA players to, basically change the names on their back in the back of their jerseys to to different social statements and a couple of those approved statements are black lives matter say their names i can't breathe listen to us anti-racism there's a whole bunch a whole list of, of more but yeah just your your thoughts on on how they're doing that no i think that was that was dope right there i think he told me um that another um league was doing that if i'm not mistaken right yeah, the uh, Major League Soccer who just started playing has been doing a, a similar thing with a lot of that on the back of their jerseys. No, I think that's 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 pretty dope. I think I like it. Um, it's a start for sure, um, and that's going to be you know live TNT, NBA TV, ESPN, um, just to show that you know the NBA stand for um, no tolerance of, of this situation going on, and they are um, they're a voice and they're they're they want to be seen that they're um, doing the right thing, you know, as best as they can, you know, so I think that's dope to have these people that are falling um, during this situation um, be lifted up like this, you know? Yeah, absolutely, and what other ways do you think NBA players and coaches and and people who are going to be in this bubble, uh, what other ways do you think they can make statements? We know we've seen in the soccer league as well, you know, taking a knee during the anthem, of course, Kaepernick starting that years ago, but um, other ways outside of just the names on the jerseys and on the courts uh, that some yeah. of these guys can keep getting this message out there while they're you know playing these games and and providing that distraction at the same time. Oh man, for me, I would just say this: this don't stop talking about it. You know, yeah. um, this platform now is the biggest thing that's going to be ever going on um, in in our era in our history um, right now we have the, 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 the vocal front of actually getting our voices heard, you know? Um, so just don't stop talking about it. Do everything you can brainstorm like the NBA is doing a hell of a job, you know, um, um, during these crises and, um, just figuring out what you can do to uplift people. Um, a lot of people are down right now during to this situation and shed some light to it. You know, it's not a, it's not a, um, a messed up situation. The only time it is messed up, I think, is if you stop talking about it, you know. Um, So just keep talking about it, keep spreading it, and shed some light into this dark situation that we're all in right now. 
you know, uh, I think that's the biggest thing that they can do. I think, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think that, like you said, you know, I think we'll see, you know, knees during the anthem. I think we'll see, like you said, just continuing to talk about it. If there's, you know, during whether it's a post-game press conference or interview, just kind of having that be either the focal point or a subtext of whatever, mm-hmm. just to have that alongside of the basketball. And I think we'll see different forms and ways that players go about this. And we, True, we yeah. saw another example with, with Patty Mills, who just announced he's going to donate the rest of his salary for the year, which is a little over a million dollars to, to Black Lives Matter and a couple of different That's organizations. Amazing. So I think we'll see That's stuff amazing. like that as well. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Protecting the community. That's amazing right there. I did not know that. That's pretty dope. Shout out to you for doing that. And um, these guys that are that are got the, the platform of doing things like this, um, they're doing a hell of a job. And it just trickles down. You know what I mean? If they're doing it, then another person will leech on and start taking heed to it. And it's a domino effect. You know what I mean? And everybody's, you know, putting their hand in the pot of actually helping. Um, the situation so I love it um, with Pat doing uh, for the cause and that's great it's really great and I think also for the NBA situation this is probably not even the tip of the iceberg uh, what they're doing with the back the back of the jerseys um, which is awesome and I think they have some more things coming but they're just waiting you know for the right moment too so I'm looking forward to it more than anything yeah no question about it so we uh, we continue to get closer right now we're recording this and posting this episode on July 9th so you said the team's already arriving in Orlando over the ne- you know the past few days and the next couple, and then uh, practices begin. Then then we have kind of basically exhibition scrimmage games starting on July twenty second. So less than two weeks from now, and then the the actual season continues July thirtieth. So we're almost there. We're almost back to basketball. So it'll be really exciting for all the reasons that we've discussed for everything from the the play on the court to the social justice movement, just to see everything kind of get back in action and see how this thing works mm-hmm. for sure for sure i'm hyped about it uh the funniest thing that i've seen so far was uh <clears throat> i think they posted the picture um of the food that they're bringing in <laughs> and isaiah thomas was like lebron james isn't eating this at all <laughs> have you seen that <laughs> i did yeah <laughs> that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah no apparent apparently the like, uh <laughs> apparently the food i guess the first two days they're there they're technically getting tested and having to stay in their room. So the food is basically what only can be delivered. And then once they pass these tests, they'll be able to get kind of higher quality nor- <laughs> normal food. But at least in the beginning it's stages. It's a real Hunger's Games type stuff. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a whole unique situation. But, yeah, it's a, hopefully all these guys get a, you know, get their tests out and they're all negative and they can get back to some, some really higher quality meals than what we've been seeing yeah. early on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to be seeing some Wendy's and RV <laughs> trucks or something like that pull up, you know what I mean? Fast yeah. food deliveries. Yeah. Because these guys are not eating that stuff at all. Yeah, no, we'll see. Uh, a, a, lot, a lot of these <laughs> restaurants on the resort, I think, will be uh, be doing a lot of delivery with a, with a lot of safety protocols. We'll see. We'll hope that yeah, works out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty dope. That's awesome. Well, well, Alex, like we said, we're getting we're getting closer and closer, so we know that over the next couple of weeks – we're going to bring in some guests to, to help us break okay. this thing down. But, uh, but yeah, we keep getting closer. And, stay uh, tuned, guys. And stay tuned. Alex, stay safe out there in Italy, and, uh, and we'll keep this thing rolling. Okay, Jess. I'll talk to you later. All, All right, right, guys. 
So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Believe in Clippers podcast. As always, a big thanks to my co-host Alex Acker for joining all the way from Italy. A big thanks to you for tuning in as well. If you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. We're also available wherever else podcasts are found, including Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can find the show and tons of other shows on the platform at Believe.com. So with all of that said, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back again next week. But until then, this is the Believe in Clippers podcast and the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Clips. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.